0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: I'm fine with that. Like, you just have to do something. You have to get off the lily pad, mm-hmm. the turd that you're currently on, right? There's just no alternative. And I feel bad for teams like North Texas and... and uh you know, MTSU and UAB and all that, because I, I truly have no idea how they are going to continue to exist in this universe, right? At least there's a passion for schools like Memphis. You know, people are on, on radio in Memphis uh, and, and behind the scenes, they they want it. They're pushing for it. They believe that Memphis belongs. Like, do you think anybody remotely cares
2: for MTSU? No, because they know. Well, that that's the thing is, it's a, you're fighting a lost cause. You're not right. you're, you're not getting pulled up. It by feels your like straps,
1: a lost cause, but, but I will never, I will never, as long as I am on this radio show and on this station, I will never stop campaigning for Memphis because I do believe they offer enough now academically as well because of some strides that they've made athletically. They have made a million strides in football, and they're continuing to do it. I will always pound my fist on the table for Memphis because I do believe that they belong. And if. You know, if I go to my grave and they're still not in the power five, so be it. Or whatever it is, I will fight that fight though every day of my life because I do believe that it's not coming as an alum. It's like when you see what's going on, the brand, the recognition, the the dude, they're one of five teams, okay? One of five programs in college football and college basketball that had draft picks in both sports this season. One of five. That's it, right? Three hundred plus in basketball, hundred twenty plus in football, one of five. That matters. There's a reason for that. You know, you can you can have a successful ass program mm-hmm. in Memphis. We care in Memphis. There's a even if you didn't go to Memphis, right? Peripherally, if you're a citizen of this place, you want the university to flourish.
3: Most people, right? Of course. There's a there's a you know there's a real imagine
1: passion. what
2: weekends would be like with these teams coming in.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Out of
2: these conferences coming to play you yeah. in a conference weekend.
1: And I get it. I get no, the skepticism. It's
2: entirely different. It's not. It's just. It's I, the way it is what it is.
1: Right. Like, it's historically. Like, that's what it has always been for Memphis. They don't get in. They always get left out. Exactly. You know, and I and, and that is history. But at some point, right, it's got to change. And I think it will. And it won't be the first choice. It won't be the best choice. But it will have to happen because, I I don't think the powers that be will allow it not to. That's what I believe. At at the end of the day, when it is the absolute most crucial moment, do I believe that the political powers that be in the city and at that university will allow Memphis to die on the vine athletically? I just don't. Now, I might be wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, and it might be out of their control.
3: But, you know, that's what what I bake on at the end of the day. I think the thing that, John, I think the thing that's missing here is a lot of money. You know, you got to have a ton of cash. Memphis got cash. I mean, this the, the, there are people in
1: Memphis. I'm talking that would, about Big Ten cash. You know, well, we have if we have Federal Express in Memphis. I mean, we have people that have have gone to fight for Memphis before, and I think would do it again. Um, I, I know it's hard to continue to do that uh, time after time, but again, what choice do you have? I mean, there's only one, and that's continuing to have that conversation. You know, I don't think it's about money. I think it's about politics. Like it always has been for Memphis. And it's about perception. It's about showing that you're not the school that, you know, people think you are. Right? You got to get out of 2008. You got to get out of, you know, the things have, you know, and it takes time. That takes time and effort and all of that. And, you know, you got to change hearts and minds. And that's not easy. Um, but, you know, when the dominoes fall, you got to be ready. And they're going to fall very soon. 2024 is not that far away. You know, and so I do think. Look, you got to have a damn good season in football. You got to, you know, you got to get started on the construction. You got to say, "Hey, we're doing it." All this stuff has been strategic, all the investment, all the announcements, all that stuff. Um, But if you if you if you show
2: up with a six and six or a five and seven record, wouldn't be good news at this time.
1: It was just it's it's bad timing. Mm -hmm. You know, it just adds it adds to the you know to the case against. Anyway, that's the news. USC and UCLA. Perhaps to the Big Ten, according to uh, Pac-12 reporter, he's usually not wrong on these kinds of things. He's been on this for years. I've, you know, uh, but uh, anyway, there you have it from uh, from John Willner. Listen, uh, it's the summertime, and you're looking for uh, something for your son or your daughter to do. You know, get out of the sun, get in the AEC, but also have fun doing it. Uh, Shoot three is a place to go because they have the best technology in town. You want to get better at your jump shot, want to get better at the dribbling and the passing, all those types of drills. Do it at Shoot360, the same technology that Steph and
2: Clay use. is right here. Your
1: son, your daughter is going to
2: absolutely love it. It's right here in Memphis. Yep, they make it super affordable as well. You're going to love the programs they've got out there. can do a one-year commitment. You want to do something shorter, a month can do that as well. And that one year, you can get uh, those months as low as $130 a month. That's a great deal. As a matter of fact, it's a fantastic deal. Uh, that includes unlimited access, their state-of-the-art training equipment, their development coaches, weight training. They've got the program to make your kid better you just want your kid to burn off a little energy, maybe they're five, six years old, they've even got the eight-foot goals for those kiddies. It's the future of basketball training in Memphis. you got to go out and see it for yourself. It's right now the future at Shoot360. Go see them at 85 Market Center Drive in Collierville. WMFS-FM and HD1 Barlet. WMFS-Memphis celebrates a legacy of sports in the Mid-South as flagship
0: home of the Grizzlies and Tigers talk on the Odyssey app. Powered by DuckDuckGo, 90T9FM,
1: ESPN. So you know, we're, 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 we're turning over all of this, right, like, uh, the news today pretty pretty radical. Uh, USC and UCLA are angling to leave the Big Ten, uh, leave for the Big Ten um, as early as 2024. Dan Wolken, who comes on uh, the station every Friday, says that USC and UCLA are indeed pursuing Big Ten memberships, and that he would not rule out future expansion of the Big Ten. So that's another angle that we did not talk about. Um, maybe maybe the Big Ten isn't done. And maybe that they're maybe they're going to poach ACC teams, right? I got two for you: Clemson, Miami. Makes sense to me, right? You get Clemson, who's a power, who's a you know perennial national championship contender, and you get Florida in Miami. You know, I, we we can argue about how relevant they still are. Mm-hmm. They're still Miami, and they're still a brand. Um, so again. It feels so like there's going to be
2: bigger than sixteen. Yeah,
1: there's going Massive to be spots,
2: you know, 18, somewhere. I don't, I can't, I
1: don't know where the musical chairs stop, right? That's the, that's the question. But is there going to be a team like Memphis that has a chance? A, a university like Memphis that has a chance to, to move? You damn right. And, and I'm sure they, you know, they have an idea of what that might look like now, but uh, the dust still has to settle. But again, folks, 2024. Is <laughs> it, it, if you're going to leave in 2024, this stuff is
3: going to get wrapped up now. So this is the the report that Dan Wilkin is confirmed. You're saying is UCLA and USC are reportedly making a move in 24 to the Big Ten. Well, he says they're pursuing Big Ten
1: membership. But his his addition to that 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 bit is that. He's not ruling out future expansion of the Big Ten past USC and UCLA. Wow! So they get USC, USC and UCLA. They want more, right? They want to get more.
2: Well, he's he's not ruling it out,
1: right? That's that's I get it because you're just trying to you're you're trying to get the most television revenue,
2: right? Mm-hmm.
1: And the bigger your conference is, with the the bigger the brands are. Well,
2: you're trying to compete with what a monster is, which would have been, is the SEC, right? And yeah. you might think, okay, well, let's just go big, let, make them match, and that might be their thinking. But right now, they got to at least get to a strong sixteen, no question about that. You
1: know, could they could they add Oregon, right? Have have more West Coast presence? I, I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm mm-hmm. not sure. I don't know where you know what their thinking is. But you know, the, the Pac-12 and the Big 12 and the ACC, and and you know, they they'll have to do something. I, I do not envy being what's our man's name. Brett Yormark, mm-hmm. tough first day on the job, bro.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was the new Big 12 commission.
1: Yeah, like this is like not a comfortable feeling right now if you're him because like the best of your – whatever it is you have to offer, right? You don't
2: think he had an inkling of this when he agrees to take the job, the big change was coming that you had USC and UCLA making these plans? Maybe, as they said they've been investing, looking right, the, br- into this for months. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Maybe he did. Maybe he knew it was coming. I hope he was not just blindsided here. My, my, your, well, it doesn't change guys, how hard the work's going to be, right? My, my, I would just hope that he he understood that when he signed up that they're they're fighting from uh, from a deficit here compared to where these other conferences are going to be and what their plans are right now.
1: Yeah, it, it kind of does. Like Rob Dosser points out, like it's it's starting to kind of feel like AFC and NFC, you know, in college football. Like you got two conferences, hmm. and uh, you know it's more than sixteen teams, of course. But look. I, it's there's too much money in the in the sport for this not to have. Well, there's about at some to be point. a
2: split to your point about wh- everything that's left in in this conference, the AAC, that won't be going. There's going to be clearly a split between the haves and the have-nots. Now and that divide's going to grow even wider. And to that point, for those have-nots, the question's going to be, what are you selling? And, and, and again i would include this question as part of this conversation you your john's got passion he wants it we all do we want it to be Memphis but if you are stuck in that boat of have-nots what are you selling how do you run an athletic department to the point that it, you know it it's it's even worth doing if you're selling we're trying to win something that's outside that's that's not the big one If you you don't in college football, it would be that if you are not in one of these what appears to be these growing these super conferences that are coming along. If you're caught in that have-nots boat, it's over for you. I don't know what you're selling. I don't know how get fans get excited about playing that level of team, especially when you are the ones that feels like you're so close that you shouldn't be here. It's one thing when that's all you can be, right? Right, and you've sort of you've said, yeah, this is what we are. But Memphis has always been that. That program that's wanted and deserved more rightfully so. And so again, if you get stuck in that boat, right? I, I don't, I don't know how you maintain and 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 uh, the level that you're at in terms of well investment resources, look, all of it. Because at that point, what are you selling tickets look, to? I love
1: you. We are not. You're not going to be on the committee. For conference expansion, I'm sorry,
2: you're not going to well, get so that y- wrong. Y- your passion, I felt the same passion about the NCAA and how it had always done Memphis wrong. So take them to court. We'll win. Look at the case uh, again. Your passion can get us a long ways, but it can also lead us down roads that well, go to nowhere. Look, passion and, done- and I and, and I feel the same way you do about Memphis. I just said it. They deserve to be there, but whether the pack, the 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 whatever the new pack, big. Big 12 looks like together. The big, big whether pack. they see you as the that, big pack. I have my doubts on whether ACC's looking at you as some treasure, uh, 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 un- uncovered treasure, Well, all of a sudden we got Memphis, bring them in. Yeah, that makes us better. That matches us up with SEC. I, I just have a hard time seeing Memphis would be a touchstone this, member of the Big We've been pack. hoping, hoping, hoping for a long time.
1: Well, look, uh, the, the program's better than it's been
2: in a you long know, time. You know, down Big 12, when Oklahoma and Texas leave, they got to do something. Again, that's a, that's before all this. That looks reasonable. That looks doable. Okay, feels like we're knocking on the door, but take this. Th- but this that's takes not a, what it's going to be anymore. This takes a sledgehammer to all that mess. It does. It takes an out, and that I don't think that's. Today, right now, my gut tells me that's not a good thing for Memphis.
4: Well,
1: they're not going to get stuck here. They're not going to get stuck in the in the you know doldrum, graveyard of the somebody AAC. is somebody's going to get yeah, left. Yeah, it's going to be UAB and MTSU and and uh, you know or whoever is in this garbage. And You feel
2: awfully confident to say that Memphis is one of the ones that's going up. That's I getting just pulled feel like, up. I feel you, like show me where the spot is and I'll I'll get confident with you. I just feel well, I don't know where it is. We don't, we yet. don't know what conference it is. We don't even I don't know where it is exactly.
1: Yet. There will be something though. There will be something somewhere that Memphis will be a
2: candidate. for. But you, you understand there will be a lot of teams in the Pac-12 and 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 the and the, the the Big Twelve, the Pac. A lot of teams already there trying to get to land back. Those that's going to be the base of whatever's left. Well, yeah, there's no
1: doubt. But again,
2: whatever it is, it's going to be better than where they are right now. Agree or disagree? See, in your scenario, some of those would have to fall out, and Memphis go above them pretty much, man. Because that's two well, conferences that are trying to put something together out of the two of them if you start, that matches what the other three have. If you started over, though, Memphis is You a, keep doing the start-over scenario. Well, nobody kind ain't nobody are, doing that. Look they at Memphis kind of now. Are.
1: Conferences like, are kind of starting over now. Like we're basically just doing whatever we want. Like, hey, you know, <laughs> come on, be in the in the Big uh, Ten, USC.
2: I'm just a little bit more cynical about it than you are.
1: No, I and, and I and that's fair. You know, I'm just I'm of the belief that the more chaos. The uh, unfortunately, the better. Now, am I saying that Memphis is going to wind up looking like like roses and smell like roses and all this? No. Do I think they will – would I be willing to bet they wind up in a better place than they are today with all the slop that's coming in? Yes. You just want to basically stay away from that. You want to just be one step ahead of that. You don't ever want to have to play a damn game in the new AAC, right? I mean, you, you might have to do one year there. But you don't you don't want to be there long term. You want to get the hell away from this, and I I feel like there's going to be an opportunity to do that. Okay. And I yeah. And, yeah. and and anything is better than this. Anything is better than being in a conference with North Texas and Charlotte and you know UTSA and all that. You know that's look it'd be different if Houston and UCF and you know that's different. But they but it but that happened, hmm. and so we got to do something. You know. Um. But yeah, that's the uh. That's the latest uh, chaos in the world of college sports. What else is new? Uh, all right, we'll come back. Jabonte Holmes going to join us. We'll talk to him. Uh, he's the coach at East High School. Get get uh, get the latest on some of the guys he's got there. He trained Kennedy Chandler for a long time, so get his thoughts on Kennedy and his pro prospects. Also, Will Barton got a new uh, got a new team there in Washington. He's been training Will Barton, so we'll get into all that with Javante when we come back. Jason and John, 929 FM, ESPN. Coming up at 2, it's the Giannato and Jeffrey Show. Mark Giannato,
0: lead columnist from the Commercial Appeal, and Jeffrey Wright, college football and BetQL analyst.
4: Giannato and Jeffrey, weekdays 2 till 4 p.m., 929 FM, ESPN.
3: Hey, Mid South, looking
4: for the perfect ride that's
3: perfect for you? We gossip
0: at Gossip Kia on the Pike. And if you don't see exactly what you want, no problem, we can order it for you. Right now at Gossip Kia, Get a 2022 Kia Forte LXS. $210 a month. 2022 Kia Soul LX. $219 a month. Both 36 month leases and $27.99 do its signing. And road trip ready SUV. 2022 Kia Sorrento LX. $315 a month. 36 month lease and $34.99 do its signing. And all Gossip Kias come equipped with a 10 year 100,000 mile powertrain limited warranty. That's Gossip Kia 1900 Covington Biker Shop 24 7 at KiaCovingtonPike.com
4: If you want it, be Got sit sit in motor car.
0: All 36 month leases, 650 acquisition V30000 per year 20 cents excess mileage 0 security deposit eight forty eight MSRP 20770 Soul N786867 MSRP 20880 Sorrento engine 128223 MSRP 31980 Plus finance through Kia plus tax title license with approved credit see dealer for complete details offer valid through 7 dealer stock only warranty is a limited powertrain warranty see Kia.com or retailer for details looking for better paying hourly work or even a new career millennium search hires
3: for the mid south's best companies like well we can't say the name so let's just say you can climb a career ladder in these shoes visit jobs with the best Com. Jobswiththebest.com.
1: The best sports book in Vegas is now open right here in Tennessee. And to celebrate, Superbook Sports is giving you a $1,000 first bet bonus. So when you place a first wager up to $1,000, Superbook will match your deposit. Doesn't matter if that bet wins or loses. Who else is doing that for you? So you could put in $500, you get that $500 match, regardless of whether your first bet wins or loses. That is love. So, bring the top-rated sports book in Vegas to the palm of your hand. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app now and earn free money no matter what. Tennessee, get in the game. Download the Superbook Sports app and visit Superbook.com to place your wager. Now, a gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789.
3: In this market, you'll find Fisher Investments is different than other money managers. Different how? Aren't we all just looking for the hottest stocks? Nope. We use diversified strategies to position our clients' portfolios for their long-term goals. You don't just provide cookie-cutter portfolios? No. We tailor our clients' portfolios to their goals and needs but you still sell investments that generate high commissions for you, right?
4: No, we don't sell
3: commission-based products. We're a fiduciary, the highest standard of care for a financial advisor. It means we're obligated to act in our clients' best interest. So when do you make more money? Only when your clients make more money? Yep. We have one transparent management fee structured so we do better when our clients do better. Sounds like you really look out for your clients. We do, because our priority is helping them achieve a comfortable retirement. That might be why most of our clients come from other money managers. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments and in securities involve the risk of loss. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line.
0: Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John,
4: live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN.
5: Yeah.
2: His name is Javante Holmes, East High head coach, NBA trainer, trainer of the stars, quite frankly. Yes, he's had Will Barton. He trained Kennedy Chandler coming up. I believe he's down in Miami with Will Barton, who, by the way, is on the move, the former Tiger, having been traded to the Washington Wizards. Headed back to the DMV for Will Barton. who's from Baltimore. Javante Holmes joins us now. We got a lot to ask about him, Coach. Appreciate your time, brother. And how I saw you in the room the other night when Kennedy Chandler was drafted. To have seen him come from what he did—I mean, you had him when he was a little guy—to uh, what he became. How about that night? What did it, what did it feel like being in there? And I realized, you know, it, it became second round at one point. You know, Kenny was hoping to be that first rounder, but what was seeing it that night, being so close to it, like, Coach?
5: Yeah, it was it was it was gratifying, you know, no matter what. You know, just every I think every kid that's that's playing basketball and dreamers to go to the NBA, you know, first of all they you know, they want just want their name called. You know, uh, a lot of kids want to be in the green room, you know, it's just that night, a special night, uh he defied the odds, you know. I mm-hmm. always say he was too little. You know, he was the only guy that got drafted that was that small, so you know, you know he just got work to do, you know, so he's been working all his life, so now is just more work to do.
2: Tell me about that fit, Coach, because you got you got some insight there. I mean, you were putting the games together a couple of years ago with him and Ja were playing uh, uh, in the church back during the pandemic, everything else. That relationship he's got with Ja, you know, that chip on the shoulder that he's got, how's it all going to fit with the Grizzlies? How do you see it working out with that club?
5: Um, you know, with his ability to, to play the pick-and-roll game, uh, the NBA game is more more open, open game. The Grizzlies got – great athletes around, uh, got great shooters. Uh, and then a leader like Ja, you know, man, as athletic as he is and the plays that he makes, you know, he's going to inspire you to even play play even better and, and challenge you to play better. So I think, you know, his best days are ahead of him. Uh, got a high basketball IQ. That's one thing he, you know, he's always had. And no matter what, you know, I always tell kids now, you know, from level to level, you're not going to be the best player at the next level, so you got you got to find your niche, and it's how well you play with other good players.
1: To get there, right? I mean, Kennedy was never the biggest, he was never the strongest, he was never the fastest. To get from you know to to be a six footer, um, you know, and, and be drafted in the NBA, that's very tough. We've had talented guards come to the city of Memphis, six foot, then make it. What mm-hmm. allowed Kennedy? Like what what separated him? As they, like was it was there something that you know maybe he had to do had to work a little harder than the next guy because he you know he he didn't have that five inches on him like what allowed and enabled Kennedy to put himself in a position to be an NBA player?
5: Uh, he he definitely worked hard. You know, was uh, a student of the game. But the thing is that that I never let him get caught into, or he never tried to get caught into. You think about in the city of Memphis. We had so many guards to come through the city of Memphis. That was great, right? But everybody equates everything to scoring. And what I tried to tell him early, forget the scoring part. You know, you ain't got to go out there and be the best scorer. Let's account for just as many buckets you can get. Let's account for those points. You know, let's go out there and, 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 and get eight assists. Let's go out there. You know, if you you dish out eight assists, you're for 16 points. Let's go make the hockey assist. Everybody want to make the direct play. See the play before the play or make the play that leads to the play to score. So he got to understand that uh, early early on, and you know I think his ability to do those small things is what's got him to where he is right now.
2: You know you're with Will Barton. We saw the news where he's moving on from Denver over to Washington. What, what, what's he think about the the, the move coach? And, and what do you think about it in terms of a, a a new home for Will, who's been I mean since you've been work, he's been a pros pro the whole way through, how about this uh, this, this new team?
5: You know, will uh you know Will's always been unique. You know, Will's has relished in every role that he's played in, in the in the NBA. Uh when guys were hurt, you know, he became more of a focal point with the ball in his hands. When they were fully healthy, he became a three and D guy. So he's he's a he's a real pro. So uh him going to Washington, going back home, uh, you you would imagine his role will increase uh yep. just because of, of the team and then his veteran leadership in the locker room. And he's been in, in Denver for seven years, and they've been winning. So, uh, and they haven't been fully healthy every year. Think about the last past two years; they've been without uh, uh, Jamal Murray, and then Mike Porter been out, and they still been a playoff team. You know, so, uh, you know, he, he, he understands from from team to team, or um, his role from game to game, how it would be for him. So, uh, I think I, I know he's looking at it as an opportunity.
1: Yeah. Is it, is it, a, how much of an adjustment is it, though, when you go, and I, you and know, and, and I've talked to NBA guys who have had to do this, and it's part of the business, right? Like you get traded, it, it happens to the best ones. Um, how much of an adjustment is it when you go from being in that culture, like you mentioned, to, to being a, like they, you know, they were a one seed. They've, they've been to the, you know, the Western Conference finals. They, they're always in the playoffs. How, how much yeah. of an adjustment is it going from that to the opposite? When you're not, when you're not a contender, when you're not expected to be in the playoffs. Is it you know, what, what what does that sort of take mentally to prepare yourself for the difference in the in the culture there?
5: I think he's prepared for it. You gotta think about his first two years in, in Portland, they was they was a playoff team, but he didn't get a chance to play. Right. Um but when he got his opportunities he he did well. So that what made it that what made him attractive to Denver. But when he got to Denver, Denver wasn't wasn't the playoff team. You know, uh he came in, he did it played his role, and and did the thing that he did. And then they all of a sudden draft Joker, and they all of a sudden draft uh, um, Jamal Murray. So, you know, I think he's seen it from the bottom and rising up. So I think he'll be well-equipped for that mentally because he's been there before.
4: Coach,
2: tell us about all this talent you got on this East team. I could almost go down the list. I know some things change in the summertime, but I'm expecting you to have the majority of these guys, these guys back. We can start with whoever you want to, but I, 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 I mean, because we got a relationship with him, I gotta ask about our guy Billy Richmond, uh, Jr. and the player that he. What is he, first of all, coach, and what's the, uh, you know, what's the future hold for him?
5: man Billy is a basketball player. You know, you could put he, he understands from one through five position. He's gonna be a natural point guard. Uh, he went from six one to six six. Uh, you know, last year, uh, this time in the summertime, he couldn't even hardly walk. You know, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody was down on him. You know, he went through those little phases where he couldn't do much. But you know, like I got told him. I said, "Man, listen, don't get frustrated. Just keep going, going. Look at him now. You know." And I, I think he has the potential to be a, a, a great player out of Memphis or not the best player in that class, you know what I mean, coming out of the state of Tennessee. Um, Billy's young. He's young. He's not a holdback. He's he's very young. Um, and he, he got so much in this game, you know, that he he got a high basketball IQ. Just, <laughs> listen, this feeling is high, really high.
1: Talking to Javante Holmes, coach over there at East High School, trainer of Will Barden, Kennedy Chandler. And many others. I wanted, to, I wanted to pitch this to you, Coach, because you know you've been in Memphis for a long time, and you know you you were you were in the game when you know it sort of felt like Memphis hoops was at its like peak. You know when like all the all the best players in Memphis stayed in Memphis, they played for AAU teams in Memphis. Like they were just you know the best guys here stayed here, and the and the culture has shifted. You know you've seen guys maybe not necessarily stay in Memphis for AAU, not necessarily stay in Memphis for high school um is this a is this a a positive is it is it a a negative like how do you just look at the shift in you know where the best basketball players may or may not go in memphis in 2022 and i know you've got some there at east so that's definitely a positive but you know it's a it's a it's a battle every day right to keep those guys at east so just your perspective on how the game has changed in memphis
5: i think one thing they gotta consider what school they're going to uh Coming out of middle school, is the guy gonna really help you develop? Are you going to a good team that got good culture? Uh, are they gonna play the, the a national schedule? You know, last year we didn't have a, you know, the year before we didn't we didn't have a year. And right. Billy and Elijah, who Elijah is really great, um, they didn't have a they didn't have a year. So their sophomore year, this past year, was like their freshman year. But I threw them in the fire early, you know. So you know, we had a national schedule. You know, just gotta understand is, if, if the coach gonna really compete at that level? Um, I I I don't have too much to say about a prep school, or not you know every every kid has their own different situation. Uh, if a kid has, like I heard heard last last time y'all was on the radio, he said like if Chandler Jackson was coming back as a singer. He went thirty nine and zero. Mm. Uh, yeah. He won Mister Basketball. You know what else did he have to prove in high school? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, then I can see a kid like that moving on, but it's a lot of great coaches here in Memphis. There's a lot of great programs, but I think I think kids and parents get caught up into numbers early. You know, they want to go to a school where they can get all the shots. You know, they want to go to a school where instantly they can go in and play as a freshman. You know, it's you know, if I tell every kid, if you instantly going in and starting as a freshman at any high school, the high school got to be banned because they, you know, because they had guys before, then their team should have been good. But if you are just going in as a freshman and you the leading score or you the leading this or you leading that, that team is bad anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I you know, I just I look at it different. Uh like with my guys at East, you know, with E J with with the group that I got with E J, Billy, Elijah, uh, with Jamartin Harvey. Um I, in that class I got the freshman with uh Ethan Ethan uh, Gatewood, who's great, Dorian Boyne, Cayenne—you uh, know this—that list goes on and on with those 2026 20, guys uh, mixed in with the guys like that I um, got. I think we can we can be a great great team, and you know will we compete with the uh, prep schools? Yes. Uh, will we get beat by someone? Probably so, because we'll be so young. But uh, we will compete at that level and, and play on that stage.
2: You mentioned some of those names you got over the, over at East. All that talent. Two of them in particular. Oh, I want to go through. You just mentioned them. Elijah. Tell us about him. And then EJ, Ernest Smith's son. How uh-huh. you know? How's his game? Like his dad? How much? Because he's he, he's a point guard right now. Tell, tell in those two in particular. Tell us about their games.
5: Elijah, man, Elijah. It has a, a great ability with effort. He he's the fastest guy on the court. He's one of the most athletic guys on the court. He can shoot the three. He can rebound. He can put it on the floor. You know, he just, you know, he's a basketball player as well. You know, I try not to get caught up in the numbers game or what position. But if you're a great basketball player, because at the next level, it's positionless. uh, I think he he his ceiling is very, very, very high. Uh, Then you got, you know, EJ. EJ is a is a knockdown shooter, who's made tremendous strides of being a point guard. He's always been a scorer on every level. Uh, But I got him to to think about making the right play. You know, his 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 intangible is that he can score. You know, that's going to be a thing that he can score. But what they're going to know at the next level, can you really run a team? Can you make the right plays? Can you make the play lead to the play? Can you defend the other team's point guard? So outside of scoring, what else do you do to affect the game? And, and, and that's what he's getting most of all now.
2: And then I got – I'll tell a little story before I ask the question to you, but for the folks listening that don't know the background, but the other day I'm in – or a week ago, a couple of weeks ago, I'm in Frank Harris's gym uh, over there, <laughs> and he says – he said, yeah. Coach, look over – that guy over there, Coach, he he's going to be a great. Well, he's the next big one, coach. And then a couple of days later, you come over. He's point, Frank was pointing to a guard over in the corner on the shooting machine. A couple of days later, you come in there and you tell me, man, Jason, this kid right here, next big thing. He's a rising, uh, what, 7th grader coach? Seven that's grade. Okay, rising 7th yeah. grader, played 6th grade ball, who just, apparently with you, won Under yeah. Armour Nationals for the 6th grade. He's the younger brother of Blake Williams. Coach Frank had told me beforehand, you said the same thing. How good is Braylon Williams going to B and who would you compare him to, Coach? Is he the next big one?
5: Coach, I'm to be honest with you, I have coached this AAU thing for a long time. Yes, sir. And I and I got back into the AAU because of his because of Braylon's dad. Um mm-hmm. I've never seen a guard I've never coached a guard at that age at, at any level thus thus far that is as dominant as he is. And and why I say this, because we're top three teams. They got us number three in the country right now. Uh, we have zero grade exceptions on our team. Wow And he is a kid that dominates <laughs> at every level. He can score it, he can defend it, he can rebound it, he can make he can make a play right now that a high school kid would make on a middle school level.
2: You said you told me he could play varsity ball right now.
5: Man, that kid the thing he will struggle with, obviously, you'll struggle with the the, the, the physicality yeah. and yeah. the strength, you know. But his mind is that of a high
2: school player, and that's why he's so successful right now. We oui. get ready,
1: no doubt, absolutely. Hey, Javante, man, appreciate the time. Hey, man, as always. always a
2: pleasure to have you, Coach. Thank you, brother. No, I appreciate you. Yes, sir. He is Javante
1: Holmes, East High School coach. Yeah, um, we can. We're continuing to uh, to get news here. On uh, on just how quickly this is all happening, Ross Dellinger from I believe this is he's from uh, Sports Illustrated. So the Big Ten presidents met last night, discussed USC and UCLA's entry into the league, and conducted a straw poll. It wasn't close. They ex- they agreed to expand the conference. A formal vote could come in a matter of days, if not hours. Isn't it amazing how fast it changes?
2: Yeah. Like well, it just takes a couple of big powers. In this case, powerful enough. It
1: used to feel like, you know, there's always because like the so, there's so US much stuff. red tape, the presidents and the you know, the politics of conference expansion. But let's like once it starts, man, it it really is hard to stop. You, you know gotta have
3: everything built with big buildings and cash.
1: Yep. And then look, there's no doubt, I mean, schools like the Pac-12, and, I mean, you're going to be at an advantage. So,
2: uh, Nicole Lauerback saying, just got off phone someone who believes that eventually it's going to lead to two mega conferences, Big Ten and SEC, 20 or more.
1: Yeah, I mean, So are we
2: in that? No. Did you guys see what
3: um, Jeff Goodman, um, he, re, he re-edited he re and basically put out a fresh tweet from 21. It's from a release that the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12, this was a year ago, last summer, they announced that they were bringing their 41 schools together for this "Quote unquote collaboration." So this is that's where that's going, right? You're you're going to take ACC, Big Ten, and the Pac-12 and move them together if eventually, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it it.
1: Who knows exactly what again? What iteration it's going to take? It is done, and I was just told that it's funny. Like, well, I was talking about the ACC. I was just told that Memphis's best hope right now will will be the ACC.
2: Yeah, best hope. Um, but if the Big Ten and SEC are just planning to be the only two powers. Because good the, luck.
1: Well, the ACC is going to have – they're going to lose schools.
2: They're, that's what I'm saying. They're yeah. going to poach them. Yeah, You're going to be in a new you're ACC. You're going to poach the ACC's best school. A new ACC that's doing what? You're going to That the, ain't competing with the Big Ten and the SEC. Correct. It, those two conferences. It'll be something entirely different.
1: Yeah, but still better than the one you're in. Right? That's the bar. That's the bar. The bar is not are we going to be in the best conference. The bar is can we get in something that's better than what we're in. That can, only, that can be the only bar. I mean, but, it,
2: but but what is what is what are what is a television? What is ESPN willing to pay for that next tier down? And are we still included, John? Next tier down in a college football playoff? Well, you know what I'm saying. Or is it just those two conferences going and taking their ball and playing amongst themselves? That's what I would be worried well, about. Well, it'll still is be better break-off.
1: though, right? Whatever it is, it'll be better than this league.
2: Yes, better than where you are now, sure.
1: And so you have to do it. You have to strive for that.
2: Like, but again, it ain't the promised land. Again, no, it's not.
1: Like, look, you're going to be in a league. If you go with the ACC, right, this is what I would predict.
2: What's this, left of the ACC?
1: It'll be like Wake Forest, Syracuse, Pitt, NC State, Louisville, Georgia Tech, Boston College. Like, those are probably, like, I feel like Duke's getting picked off, Clemson's getting picked off, Florida State's getting picked off, Miami's getting picked off, Carolina's getting picked off. Notre Dame's getting picked off. Yeah,
2: all the good, all the value in there. Virginia
1: Tech the probably getting boys. picked off.
2: Probably so. With what they, the way they pack it in over there.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's money. But that's still better though. That market than UTSA, Charlotte, UAB, North Texas, mm-hmm. SMU, even still better, right? Um, it'd be question. It'd be a good question of, uh, you know, who who else would be in that league. Like who else they would get? Boise State, where would they go? I don't know. They would not go to the ACC. That's almost certain. You'd like that to happen. You'd like Boise State to be in the ACC, but that's not going to work in terms
2: of – We better of- hurry up and raise that 150 to $200 million for the, uh, for the football stadium remake.
1: Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it's a hell of a day in college athletics. The world is about to change, Jason. The world is about to change more than it already has. All right, uh, we will come back. and I mean, honestly, by the time we come back, there will probably be more news. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll probably know where Memphis is going by the time we come back with how fast this stuff is moving. We'll come back. Jason and John, 92.9 FM, ESPN.
4: Memphis and the Mid-South's
1: flagship
2: home of the Memphis Grizzlies. The
1: Memphis Grizzlies select Jake LaRavia from Wake Forest University. David Roddy from Colorado
2: State University. Kennedy Chandler
4: from the University of Tennessee. The grind lives on 92.9 FM, ESPN. This is Memphis's sports station with a legacy of sports in the Mid-South. The flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Dark. 92.9 FM, ESPN.
1: Kevin Durant has requested a trade. What? Uh, News broke during the commercial break. According to Shams, Woj, you know, your favorite NBA reporter, uh, Kevin Durant has requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets, and Woj adds that Brooklyn Nets general manager Sean Marks is working with KD and his business manager Rich Kleiman on finding a trade for Kevin Durant. Now, you didn't think this was happening.
2: You didn't think well, this was going down. Well, nobody did once Kyrie opted in.
1: Now, are you willing to entertain? That you say
2: you were certainly running it back at least.
1: Are you willing to entertain the possibility that he's going to be a Memphis Grizzly? They're going to call. They're going to well, get I mean, involved.
2: You got, you got Ja out here tweeting, of course. Ja has gonna. tweeted easy money. Mm, we're giving up half the team, which I'm cool with. I guess I'm cool with yeah. this is going to go down. See, I didn't believe it at first that Kevin Durant would be leaving anytime soon. Well, now
1: it makes sense. You're going to give him all those draft picks you just acquired, so, right?
2: But, well, why does it make sense on his part not to do this earlier? Kyrie opts in and then you say it? Maybe he just hates Kyrie. Like, so Kyrie. you're so done with Kyrie now. Yeah. Yes, you made a you made a mistake uh, deciding to team up with him. But now's the time after he opts back in to say, I want to trade. Couldn't have done that earlier. Strange behavior. That it, said, yeah, yeah, half the team, half the Grizzlies. Send them on up. The picks. We got picks for you. We got picks on picks on picks. Got draft
1: picks. Got Jake LaRabia. Got David Roddy. So, who's
2: left? Who's the starting five with KD? Who's uh, left after it, the trade? It, it,
1: it'll be uh, Ja, KD, Steven Adams, Bain. Jaren, and Bain. It,
2: we didn't have to give up Bane. No. You're not giving up Bane, are you? But, Duran, hell yeah, if we got to. All right. Okay. If we have to, All right. I know that sucks, Brad. Brad won't do it. That's why he's in the buzzer. Unfortunately, you got oh, to. Also, you're not trading for KD if, if it if it no includes a bank. I was. Tonight. Brad's not. I said by the models. look on your face, you're dead serious.
1: Brad's not running the Grizzlies, thankfully. So, uh, now it'll be a, it'll be a hell of a week. It'll wow, be a very wow, interesting wow. Uh, few days here. We'll Bomb see. Shells today. Remember, the Grizzlies were the second favorite to to get Kevin Durant in a trade uh, in those odds earlier this week. So. We shall, uh, we shall see. Bombshells. Do you know Jeffrey will be talking about it and breaking it all down next? For Jason, I'm John. We're going. Okay. Picture this: it's
0: Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.